I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Unbridled with Erin. So I'm actually sat in my hotel room at the Aloft Hotel next to the London XL Arena. It is the London International Horse Show. I am such a nightmare because I still keep calling it Olympia from when it was at Olympia over the last like few years. But no, it's the London International Horse Show. Uh, my brand Blackheart currently has a stall and I'm a bit of a spare part, to be honest. Like I can't work the stall anymore because I kind of just get in the way. Um, I've got an incredible fan base and I appreciate everyone so much, but it just means I can't actually get any work done because I'm always chatting, having pictures, just very unproductive. So whilst I can't work the stall, once you've walked around the shopping village once or twice, you've kind of seen it. So I'm kind of passing my time. And what better to pass my time than to chat to you guys? So my last episode, I hope you guys heard it. If you didn't, go back and listen to that first because it gives a little bit of perspective but I was mostly talking about my horses and updates stuff like that but I did touch on a few loaning leasing horror stories that I have had myself and how every time I have loaned or leased somebody a horse it has come back to bite me on the bum cheeks People are so strange. Like I say this on a daily basis. I'm always like people are so weird. But I think horsey people just are the cherry on top. They are the strangest people ever. And it can cause so much bad feeling. I think whenever horses are involved or money, it can just all go a little bit up, to be fair. But I asked you guys to send in your leasing or loaning horror stories. And I've had an incredible response. I mean, is incredible the right word? A horrifying response maybe? Because to hear how many bad stories there is and how many loaning leasing situations just don't work out, it's quite scary. Like, why do we still do this? Why does anybody think this is a good idea? Like, it should just be a sale or no sale kind of thing. Deal or no deal. Um, But today I'm going to just read through some of the crazy stories you guys sent in and 
yeah they're, they're just wild so should we just let's dive right in let's just get started why not so one girl messaged me and said how she thought the horse world was was crazy as well but was very deceptive and she's been searching for a lease horse and she said she was trying to look for a safe novice rider horse and was fooled into trying an absolutely crazy horse that just took off with her and she couldn't control it and she goes on to say mind you the horse was advertised as a safe and educated schoolmaster suitable for brand new beginners and after being run around the owner still tried to make her sign the contract to lease this horse after she said no thank you the owner took her to meet another horse which had a dangerous horse warning on his paddock gate she said she hightailed it out of there and is super cautious of leasing and buying now it was a good learning curve for her nonetheless and she's only going to go and see horses with her trainer and to enlist her professional knowledge so i feel like that's such a big thing like not just leasing when it comes to buying a horse selling them the deception is unbelievable. I went to try a horse um, five years ago, maybe a little bit more, and we turned up and there was five horses and every single horse was lame. Every single horse. But the lady was delightful. She had no idea. It was her trainer who'd encouraged her to buy them. She couldn't ride them and they were all, you know, not in full health. And then she just didn't know what to do with herself. So, I mean, luckily we, we know what, a lame horse looks like but a lot of people don't and especially if you're starting out in the horse world it's where do you go like my best advice is to just find a trainer you trust and to not rush it to do all the correct tests you know ride never ever buy a horse unseen i have done that before and won't be doing it again i'll actually touch on that in a minute but yeah and then try them make sure you get vet checks like there's no point not like, what's the point? It is your money and it's going to come back to bite you at the end of the day. So make sure you get your vet checks. But yeah, touching on the horse that we bought unseen. So it's kind of a long story, but long story short, I think we had a dealer we knew and trusted and he recommended this horse. We saw it on videos and stuff and it had done, I think it had done some junior or some, some team stuff in a different country. I can't quite remember. And I wasn't super into the idea of buying it unseen, like I wanted to try it, but at the time I was a lot younger and my trainer at the time recommended just getting it. So that's what we did, we, we got this horse. And when I say him and I did not gel, might be the understatement of the century. I think he had a whole host of things wrong with him mentally like physically he was absolutely fine we did all of the checks and we're very keen on the horse care so every avenue and every stone was was explored like every no stone was left unturned as they say but he oh personalities we just didn't gel and i know that sounds so dramatic but he literally when he didn't want to do something would lie down with you on him he would lie down with you on him and obviously we got him checked after that thinking there must be something wrong with him. No, it, he was fine. He was just a bit of an arse. And yeah, so that didn't, didn't go so well. And I lost a lot of confidence in my riding. I remember I was a lot younger, so I'd be riding around in the middle of a lesson and I just was struggling to ride this horse. I couldn't find any joy in it. And that's what horse riding's about. It's about loving the sport and loving the animal and the joy of it. So kind of defeats the point 
to not like it. And I would remember like riding around and he was very strong. My arms would be getting pulled out of the sockets and I would just feel really teary, like just trying to trot around, trying to get this stuff together, trying not to make any moves that would make him spook or lie down. And it was horrible. So I would never buy a horse unseen ever again. So yeah, don't do that. So the next story, let's read it from their perspective. So we got a message saying, so I loaned a horse to a girl years ago. She came to try him and it was never hidden the fact he was talented as a show jumper, but he was sharp and he liked to have a little buck after a jump. I absolutely loved him and I thought she did too. Her parents came and I explained everything very clearly. It was all agreed and they said they knew he needed working daily to keep his exuberance under control. It appeared that she was very lazy and hardly did anything with him. So she ended up obviously, oh, sorry, my bad. So he ended up obviously very strong with all his pent up energy. I happened to drop by one day and she refused to get on him, pretending to faff about lunging, etc. I did say if he was too much, then I would take him back from her. No, 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 all was fine. And even the parents were on the phone about why would I want to take him off of her? At the end of the 10 months that she'd had him for, the owner of the livery yard finally admitted that she'd never rode him and please could I take him back? What I didn't know is she had a quite serious problem with drinking and drugs and I ended up with a horse that I couldn't get near to in the stable. I went to ride him one day and after 40 minutes, I went back in the house and asked my dad to come and get him because I couldn't catch him. My parents said, well, we brought him in. And she said, I know. My parents both said, well, we did bring him in. And I said, I know, I can't get near in the box. Obviously my Northern dad said, don't be ridiculous and came out and I showed him how terrified my horse was of me and women in general. It took months, if not years to get his confidence back and I will never loan a horse again in my entire life. I mean, that is horrific. Like the problem with loaning horses is you are putting your trust and your animal and your baby, whether you gel with the horse's personality or not, no matter the reason of the loan, you are still trusting someone with a giant animal where they have to care for it they have to ride it they have to look after it and you obviously try your best to do your research when loaning but like just highlighted there what more could she have done and I think this happens a lot like if you don't just pop in how do you know what's happening like that exactly like my horse coming back with spur marks a bad back it you just have no idea what's going on when you're there I think you have to be prepared to fully sell, sell your horse and release the responsibility, which is, is terrifying. But yeah, so that's horrible. Let's read some more. This girl put, hey girl, just listen to your latest podcast. I love them all. Lovely to hear your honest insights. Thank you. Honestly, I'm absolutely loving doing them. It feels so fun to share a bit of a different side and get chatting to you all. But she goes on to say, I've been on both sides of the loaning situation and I 10 out of 10 would not recommend. I had a show pony on loan and when we got her, the owner delivered her and said, oh, that's her first time in a trailer, which I think was odd, but thought nothing of it as they also had a lorry. We put her in our trailer and she was fine, albeit a bit sweaty when we arrived. 
Each time she got worse, then about the fourth time we took her out, she had an accident and she panicked going round a corner into the showground and she just couldn't balance. We made sure she had every bit of care she needed, including being kept at the vets for a week and all the necessary rehab, as well as paying for her to go in a large transporter lorry when she eventually went back to her owners. We got a barrage of stuff that it was our fault, etc, etc, even though the pony went back sound and in better condition than what we got her. On the flip side, I sent my dressage pony out on loan whilst I was away at uni to a young girl to teach her the ropes and for her to do a bit of everything with as she was spooky but talented. She got on with him really well. Oh, it's a he, sorry, my bad. She got on with him really well and was so pleased and she really enjoyed him. Yet when it came to having him back as we'd planned to sell him as I had no job for a pony being in my 20s and I'd massively outgrown him, he was so thin. He was a completely different pony and it was clear he'd been worked so hard with little to no feed and had just been turned out to fend for himself. The vet even commented that his teeth were such a state by whichever dentist they had used. It was so upsetting to see when you put all of your hard work into an animal. However, he did then go to a lovely home where he became an event pony and is now semi-retired. So that's so interesting that this girl had had both sides. You know, she'd loaned and given the loan. Um, I think it's kind of hard whatever side you're on. You know, if you're on the side where you're getting a horse on loan, then obviously you've got to trust that it's a nice horse. But I do think you're in a slightly better position with that because you can typically give the horse back. I mean, hopefully with no dramas in the middle, I know it can be quite dangerous if you're misled. And I think that if you are really honest with what your horse is like, then there's no problem. Like if I've ever had a fresh horse, I'll go, he's amazing, but he's fresh. He does this, 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 and this. Like Sonny, like I would never sell or loan him. But if I was, the description would be, absolutely incredible schoolmaster for junior young rider level really talented horse with a very kind nature however if other horses go crazy around him or react a bit heavily he will start his rodeo style bronking and do spinning around circles however if you know it's coming you can hold on like Sonny only got me off once and it was the first time he ever did it. And after that, I knew what was coming, held on tight. He gave me a good seat, I'll tell you that. But you just have to be prepared. And then to actually loan the pony out, like I said before, and then to find out it was thin, overworked, it's hard because it's very distrusting. Like, unless you turn up every few weeks out of the blue, which, you know, I wouldn't recommend, how do you know? How are you meant to know? And it's not even just neglecting the horse. It's some people's perception of good horse care could be very different to what yours is. And it's really hard to balance. I sound so negative on loaning, but that's only because I've had three bad experiences. I mean, you know, fool me once, shame on me, but fool me twice. Yeah, no. Let's do another story. What's this one? This girl put, hey, I love listening to your podcast. It's so easy to listen to and I don't lose interest. Oh, thank you. You could give me a big head. I have a story with a yard that we rented to someone that was renting one of our horses. And it's quite weird, so I thought I'd share it with you. So these people moved into the house and mentioned that they had horses. So my parents extended the contract to the yard as well, as we didn't need it, as our yard was big enough for the horses we had at the time. Our family soon became friends and eventually the woman would groom for us when we needed any extra help, mucking out the stables mainly. All was fine for a few years and never did anything wrong and never complained. Until a 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A couple of years ago when my parents had received a bad review about the state of the house from the people that dealt with the contract. So my parents requested for the home and yard back, all legally, but they refused. So after many years of trying to get them to move out, they did finally do it. When we got to the house and yard, we found the stables with a foot deep of poo all over them and it stank of urine. The fields had gotten muddy and a horse would have really struggled walking through it. There was a huge stack of mouldy haylage in the centre of the field. And worst of all, when my mum was cleaning the stables, the shovel hit a mouldy parrot egg. So the stench overwhelmed the stables and she had to wait for the rest of the week for it to clear. The ironic part was the lady used to muck out for other people, but never did her own. See, that's so weird. I know it's not loaning a horse, but in a weird way, it's like loaning a house, which I think I would recommend even less than loaning a horse because... Once someone's in a house, obviously they don't necessarily have to get out. I mean, legally they do, but you know, with squatters' rights and it's a whole host of tricky, tricky bits. What with that? Like, oh, I can't even imagine. And the ironic thing is it is always people you're either friends with or become friendly with. Each three of my loaning leasing stories were friends. And you kind of expect because they're your friend that everything will be handled perfectly. But it's not the case. Like a lot of people are quite inherently selfish. Obviously not everybody, but I do think I've noticed, especially in the horse world, a lot of people are just out for them. And it it's kind of sad. Okay, so this skill put, I was very young, probably about 13. And this was the third horse I had a leasing contract with for about 1.5 years. And basically, the owner charged me more and more money every month, even though the contract had a specific amount of money noted. The owner would explain multiple reasons for it. And I was so young that I believed it. And I made up a new reason every month to tell my mum as to why it would get more expensive. And I'm talking like hundreds of euros more every month. I I absolutely loved this horse so much that we would pay it but a year later my mum found out and saw how the owner was treating me so yeah it's just kind of embarrassing that some adults treat kids like that I had no clue and I thought I would have to pay more for horse expenses I mean I would love to have got more detail of that but that's quite scary too because I'm talking about you know the people borrowing the horse being weird or the people or the horse being treated badly, but something like that, like preying on young girls' naivety within leasing horses, even with a contract. I mean, in my last podcast, I stressed how important having a contract was, 
but that kind of just tells me that it's actually not the be all and end all because you can still prey on people's good nature or naivety or yeah the next one said I loaned a horse to a friend from birds which was the British young riders dressage scheme or something and I used to be a birds member actually I don't think it's around anymore but I used to where was it I think northern birds and it was in Hull I believe it was actually brilliant when we were kids it was to help kids learn about horses and get into dressage at a higher level it was really good fun um sorry I digress I loaned a horse to a friend from birds when her horse was out of action when we had him back he was a bag of bones and had liver issues he'd even eaten ragwort found out she had gotten fed up because he wouldn't half pass so she just left him when we would have had him back at any point and he was never the same again oh that makes me angry like the trust you're giving and it's a friend she loaned a horse to a friend and got that back i mean i'm I'm, i'd like to say i'm shocked but i'm not and you know horses are not machines they sometimes are tricky to train they sometimes do what you don't want them to do you can't just leave them give them back it's like the lady who said to me like this you gave us a horse with a bad back well no I didn't honey if you wanted to give him back you could have given him back at any moment and we would have had him just like this girl she would have happily had her horse back and treated him a lot better actually ridiculous when it comes to horses being stubborn in terms of training like G literally finds changes to be the most exciting scary crazy thing on the planet so he is getting on a bit I mean he's not old by any standards but he still struggles with his changes every day and if I was that girl honestly I'd have given up a long time ago but horses are a responsibility god I sound like a preacher now I'm gonna stop this girl put hi and I loved your last episode and I have a couple of stories about loaning slash stealing horses oh god it's so scary She put, one time my friend, we can call her G, leased a little pony to do some tricks and stuff like that. The owner wasn't very good with horses and not very interested in them, but all of the formalities were there. G was taking care of the pony and the owner was only paying for the stable where the pony was. Although this woman wasn't wasn't that reliable and after a few months she owed the stable owner a lot of money because she forgot to pay. One day, G came to the stable and the pony was nowhere to be found. It turned out that the stable owner stole the pony and sold it in order to pay off the woman's debt. Oh my God. Of course, he didn't have the right to do it. And G had the pony's passport and all the legal documents, but he did it anyway. G went to the police and eventually had a lawsuit, but we never got the pony back. Oh my God. Did did this actually happen? Like that sounds wild literally wild she put another time me and the same friend g were supposed to loan two arabian horses uh, in brackets mares from the breeder slash owner they were in our local stable but due to the fact he planned on getting them pregnant he moved them to the vet center for a few weeks we came there almost every day and took the mares for a walk brushed them spent time with them this girl put so yeah i loaned my mare out for 18 months and i thought she had the best loaner ever only downside was she was a two-hour drive away and everything seemed perfect i took her back because the loaner dad had a stroke and she couldn't give her the time she needed she came back absolutely fine with all her wardrobe and lots of new saddle pads and stuff all okay so what's this horror story question mark 
January this year, I was due to have my baby. So I asked the loner if she'd like to take my girl back on as it would help me as I needed to get a C-section. She agreed and arranged transport and came to collect my lovely girl. After the birth, I went to visit her about three months later and again, everything seemed fine. I went to visit again in late May and the loner said she couldn't get to the yard, but I was welcome to go, bring her in from the field, ride, etc. Again, no problem. So I'm leading her out of the field and the yard owner comes flying out of her house and shouted, do you own this horse? So I was like, yeah, I own her. I'm sorry. Did nobody tell you I'm coming to ride? And she said, no, but that's fine. The problem is the loner hasn't paid a penny in livery for the last three months and I'm going to have to evict her by Friday if she hasn't paid up. Other liveries on the yard then told me that the loner was a heavy drug addict and was trying to subloan her out without telling me and most importantly she hadn't even been to the yard for weeks. The other liveries I'd met were caring for her. I also found out it was the same story last time she'd had her and she'd been kicked off several yards for not paying her debts and just not looking after her. I will never loan again. Oh my God, these keep getting worse and worse and worse. Why accept a horse if you can't afford it, don't have the time to look after it, or genuinely just don't want to? Like, if you're not going and visiting your horses, it's because you don't want to. So just don't accept it. No one's forcing you to say yes. Just don't do it. Oh, making me angry. Okay, this is the last one I've got so far because I don't want to chew your guys' ear off all day. I mean, I know that's the point of a podcast, but... There's only so long you can listen to me waffle on for. This girl put, six years ago, I loaned a mare. And with today's perspective, I should have probably have been the one being paid in this story. But anyway, she was four, had hardly had any interactions with people except having a halter on from time to time to go from one field to another along with the herd. The mayor's owner was also the barn manager, so the loan was cheap, and honestly, I needed a project to focus on in my life back then. So I started light stable training and being calm while I brushed her, getting her used to people, dogs, goats, etc., passing by without throwing a tantrum, And she was actually very easy with that as she loved the attention. Some work started out tricky, but when she understood she could have as many scratches as she wanted when she got tricks right, things went very smoothly. Fast forward two months and she knows what a saddle and bridle is. She knows the voice commands. She's an angel during our walks in the woods. So I decide it's time to test if I can sit in the saddle without being thrown off. As everything else, everything goes smoothly. No tantrums, no confusion, and just a sweet little mare being ridden for the first time, acting like she's done it her whole life. The owner was thrilled, and so was I, and we started to add light riding sessions into the calendar. Fast forward six months, she can go on hacks bitless, she can jump her first cavalettis, and she's not bad at flat work at all. A good mare with a heart of gold, and I asked the owner if it would be okay to go to a small dressage show to see how she acts in front of the judges. The owner tells me yes and then no and then comes back several weeks later asking me to show her endurance. I've never been an endurance rider but it's only 20 kilometres and the mare is an angel and hacks so I thought why not. We didn't hit the podium but I'm proud she finished with a good cardio. Two weeks later the owner... The owner tells me that the mare is going to be trained at an endurance barn 50 kilometres away. Of course you won't have to pay me the pension while she's out there, she said. The mare stays at training for the whole month and I can't ride her and honestly, I wasn't sure an intensive daily programme was adapted for her, but well, she wasn't my mare. 
The trainer does another endurance with her, but the mare is faster. But the cardio wasn't as good as the owner had hoped. She won't be an endurance mare, or at least not an expensive one. The owner decides it's time to sell the mare. Behind my back at first, but no buyer came. So she asked me if I'd be interested in buying her for full price. I considered the price too high to begin with, but I also considered I shouldn't pay full price for a mare that I broke, trained and cared for with my own money for a full year. The owner wasn't pleased with the news and told everyone at the barn she had tried to sell the mare. The owner wasn't pleased with the news and told everyone at the barn that she had to sell the mare because of me. Three months after I bought my own horse, another project and a whole other story. Apparently, the owner of the mare sold her to an old guy half price without telling him she had dermatitis. Dermitis? I can't actually read that word. I'm, I'm, you know, that's a crazy story too. Like, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I suppose if you're loaning a horse to somebody, it's under their discretion. They've accepted this horse without payment. Um, it's, I, I wasn't, I'm not a hundred percent clear. Did you pay for the mare, like to keep her? Did you, did you, you had to pay loan? Um, because all the loans I've done, we've literally just given them the horse for free. They just had to care for it. But yeah, no, if you were paying her and training it, breaking it, doing all of this, I do think a little, a little subsidized wouldn't have hurt, but people just get really tricky when money gets involved and and horses and I think with loans you just never really know where you stand whether you're the the person loaning or the person having the loan horse like it's very difficult to know where you stand even with a contract in place clearly I personally just don't recommend it I will never loan again where possible like I mentioned um Tico is currently with a friend but not a particularly close friend of mine it was through my mum and my parents and that is just really good for him it suits him and you know I think she's doing a fantastic job but yeah it's scary god it's scary business I hope this hasn't put you all off too much from the horse world I just I want it to help you guys stop and think and just think is this a good idea just because it seems convenient at the time or seems like a good offer is this the right move do you trust this person I, even then though, like I trusted all these people and you just, you don't see that side to people until they get, they struggle with something and then you see people's true colours. But just remember the saying my parents always told me when I was growing up and it's, if it seems too good to be true, it usually is. Not to be a Debbie Downer, but it is true. So that's it for today, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you to everyone who sent in their leasing horror stories. And I'm so sorry that it happened to you guys. Please do like and subscribe. And I will catch up with you on the next one. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.